Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and indeed new trends emerging within the construction industry. This show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. I'm delighted today to be welcomed by Kieran Brennan, CEO and co-founder of Live Costs and also host of the Time and Materials podcast, which is also featured on iProperty Radio. So be sure to check that out. Kieran, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Carol. Thanks for having me. Delighted to be here. I, I'm delighted. Um, and this makes a change because you're normally interviewing people and today I get to interview you. So so that's that's fantastic. But it all ends up on the iProperty Radio website. So I, I love it all. Um, Kieran, it's been a really exciting time for the Livecast team. You've had a big announcement in recent months. Uh, tell tell us the good news. Um, yeah, so we've secured some um, initial investment from a German, uh, I call them joint really, uh, the Nemerstedt Group based in Munich. Uh, they own a suite of global construction software, so they'd be very much uh, viewed as a global leader in the construction technology space and they've uh, looked at little old live cost born here out of Dublin and they've decided that there's uh, something in this business and they've decided to come in and back us so great for us great for Ireland as well and uh, we're very happy now to, to start working with the Nemistech group. Uh, isn't it great to become an overnight success and it only takes six and seven years Kieran? That's it. Yeah it's been a it's it was a it happened quick to this the deal but as you say there's a hell of a lot of research and hard hard work and late nights uh gone into to, to getting us to this stage and we're still really only starting to get get the wheels turned really you know i've never chatted to a founder who who has had it easy and that's the reality of it you know you're not choosing this way because it's the easy way for sure and um, kiran for anybody who isn't familiar with light costs anybody across the industry you might just give us a recap of what the offering is yeah of course so um i suppose what's unique about light costs carol is that we're like we're, we're not a tech company and um, we're very much construction people uh solving construction problems so you know myself my co-founder noel uh we ran our own construction businesses and we got frustrated essentially with the lack of technology available to us um you know we, we've spoken off here about this previously technology traditionally for construction was always aimed at the top tier and as a small to medium-sized company anytime we went looking to solve problems everything felt out of reach everything felt like you just couldn't afford to, to implement these systems and everything looked like it was going to take 12 months to do and it just looked painful and the process just looked like it not going to have a financial return and therefore you go back to tracking things in spreadsheets for example um so we felt like there was an opportunity in construction and it had to be targeted toward the smes because if digital transformation was going to work there's no point in the top tiers pulling away and leaving the rest of us behind so we felt there was an opportunity that was going to happen and this was you know as i say five six years ago when we started looking at this um and we decided that cost was the biggest problem for an sme when we when we looked at the markets and we analyzed the markets to death uh, the one problem that the SME company had was always cost-based, you know, trying to stay in business, trying to make sure that these projects are profitable. And uh, that was the real problem that we looked at. And we said, if we can help solve that, um, we're onto something there. So it's it's taken us a while to, to get that uh, up and running. But thankfully today now we've uh, I think over 5,000 projects on, on, on the platform at the moment. And, and it's been a, 
it's it's been great for us to be honest yeah but it, that's i suppose that's what's different about us it's we're very much coming at this from the construction angle rather than like a, a tech company trying to make a, a run for construction you know, I, I think that that's a really interesting differentiator. And, I, you know, it's so well articulated construction people solving construction problems because so much of what we see. And obviously, I'm a huge proponent of prop tech and construction tech. But there is absolutely an element of um of tech people designing a solution and going in search of a problem. We know we know that that's been um, a bit of a hallmark of this particular tech sector. So I, I think that's a really interesting differentiator you have there. You touched on something interesting there as well in terms of um solutions that are accessible you know maybe those designed for tier one and maybe tier two and, and then those that are really designed across the sme sector and one of the things it's an advantage and a disadvantage but construction is actually a very tight margin it's a low margin it's a very tight margin industry which makes it difficult to uh to resource innovation when you're trying something that isn't proven however the flip side of that is that actually if you can show a contractor of any size that you can save them resources, time, money, boots on the ground, um, then then you will generally have a fan, you know, and if you can prove that that you can save any of those resources, then you, you will have a user and, and you'll have your early customers. And that's really what it comes down to. Can you maybe just get into a bit of detail about the types of clients that you're working with at the moment? Absolutely. So we'd work with anything from the housing developers, um, modular construction companies, um, uh, small builders, uh, those in the trades, maybe servicing the commercial uh, buildings. So I suppose any company that has a high volume of materials and labor and is managing subcontractors against the project that doesn't want to invest in maybe the full ERP that's going to you know basically cost hundreds of thousands of quid uh, and is quite complex and difficult to, to 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 work around we're probably the alternative to that so we slip in alongside the, uh, the account system sort of in between the estimating and the account system so most of our customers carol when they come to us they have an existing estimating system they're pretty much happy with that and it works for them because if they couldn't estimate they wouldn't be in business too long so they're okay with that part of the business They've got an account system. They're pretty much happy with that because, you know, that that tells them what's going on. But the best way I describe live costs is that our estimating system is telling us what we expect to happen on, on the pro on the project. So we're basically looking at future tense. The account system, a lot of times, we're looking at historical data. So we're essentially having a post-mortem on the project. And that's historical. And in the mix of that, when the chaos is happening and we're on site and we're dealing with variations and change orders and client updates and everything that goes on a day-to-day -day basis on the construction project. Today, the reality is for a lot of these companies, that's being managed in spreadsheets. And that's not the most efficient way for us to manage our costs. And that's where we've come in and we've said, if we can connect what's happening between what we expect to happen on the project and what happened on the project, and we can deal with that and collect data on a day-to-day -day basis, well, then we're going to give people clarity of what's actually happening on these projects on a day-to-day -day basis. So you're bringing the real time into it rather than the, exactly. the historical future. And, but if, so for those for those customers that do have their their estimation software and they do have their accounts, uh, and I appreciate you sit in between those. Do you integrate then with whatever systems? Because what we're seeing at the moment, we're at that funny stage of tech adoption. I know it's been driven by necessity um, uh, on foot of the pandemic, but at the moment, what I'm seeing is a lot of disjointed tech adoption. So with the same company the same site teams but they might have four five six different applications they're not integrated well together so what are you seeing in ex your experience on the ground it's exactly that 
Exactly that. So there's a misconception that construction needs to be digitized as a whole, right? And I, I argue this with in industry bodies and uh, industry leaders all the time. And I say, well, it's, that's not quite correct. There's plenty of technology, right? So people are sending orders to the suppliers via email. They're receiving those orders, proof of deliveries, via WhatsApp messages and send them back to the, to the office. They are collecting digital timesheets and some other system that needs to be formatted into costs and put against a project tracking system that's built in a spreadsheet. So everything is done digitally. It's just, as you say, it's disconnected. And therefore, when we need to get access to a real-time report, somebody in the company is going to be charged with gathering the data, making sense of the data, putting it into some sort of format that we can read and understand. The reality is that by the time we get to analyze that, our time is gone. It's passed. We're now on to the next problem. And again, we're now we're back looking at historical data. So it's it's very much as you describe it. It's disconnected. It's disjointed. There's no connections. And for us, the only way that we can solve that is making sure that we have connections into those accounting systems that matter. And um, is that happening at the moment? Because I know when we when we founded PropTech Ireland back in kind of 2015, 2016, we had such an uphill battle trying to convince founders about the importance of open APIs because you know, and look, it, it it's it's par for the course for founders. You know, everybody thinks they're solving the most important problem and everybody thinks their baby is the most beautiful. You know, so it's hard to convince people that actually you might have identified a problem, but it might not be the biggest problem. It might not be the problem that is the biggest thorn um, in people's side. And it mightn't be the problem that's profitable to solve. And so actually, from that point of view, we do need for different solution providers to integrate well together. And that wasn't happening back then. But actually, we know over the last number of years that integration is key, but it's not always done very well because actually this is normally where the vulnerabilities of poor software come forward, that they can't integrate well. Um, so are, are you in like live costs? Are you able to integrate well? Are you able to facilitate integrations into your system? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we, we can take on... We have two-way syncs with the main accounting system. So the majority of our customers are both uh, Ireland and the UK. Um, we do have customers in Australia, New Zealand, and South Africa, which we tend to do well in, which is uh, slightly strange, but we just managed to organically do okay down there. Uh, but what we've looked at is the main accounting systems for SMEs across, let's say, the Ireland, the UK, and we would have about 70% coverage there. You're always going to have these legacy accounting systems that – um, are just not going to accept an API that they, they they don't integrate. And that's on the accounting side rather than our side. So we'll always have a percentage of systems that we just have to hold our hands up and say, sorry, guys, we can't do anything with that. It's not on our side. It's actually on your account system side. So a decision needs to be made at a company level then. Do we want to stick with our legacy accounting system that's maybe an on-premise solution um, that we've had for years? Or do we need to start looking at maybe going towards cloud? And I think, to be honest, I think COVID was a big eye-opener for a lot of companies. A lot of companies got got really found out when their on-prem accounting system lived in an office they couldn't access. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that was a big eye-opener for some companies to say, you know, what is cloud technology? It's been around a long, long time. Probably that was a good time to realize the value there when we can access this from anywhere, anytime with an email and a password. And I think that's really interesting because actually on the PropTech side on, uh, uh, and the kind of property managing and property sales side of it, the accounts was almost the first element to be digitized, you know, two decades ago. But actually, it's the worst for integrations. And it was exactly that during COVID. That was the one piece of the puzzle that estate agents had to drive to their offices to be able to connect, to be able to check payments that come in, uh, you know, whether it was rental agreements or whatever it is. And um, so that's a really interesting one that 
that some of the early tech seems to really be letting down new systems. Um, but there's that there's that kind of legacy legacy built in that people aren't ready to replace them yet and yet they don't integrate well they don't play well with others so actually it's a really interesting space so it's one i see a lot of opportunity in in the future and in terms of the geographic locations you're across it's it's interesting to hear you talk about south africa because you probably saw um gosh in the in the business post just in recent days there was the news that uh, the irish state is going to recruit south african builders to hike housing output um, and the construction workers are going to be given permits here to come to Ireland and start building and retrofitting ho- homes. And it's because there is seen to be quite similarities across the different construction systems. Is that what's benefiting life costs? Um, interesting enough, it was an organic piece of growth. Like we have targeted the UK as a strategy. You know, obviously it's across the water. They operate in the same way as us. It just makes a ton of sense, big market. Um, so we have actively looked for customers in the UK. Um, where we've started to find organic growth in Australia, New Zealand, South Africa um, is just through these accounting marketplaces. Um, so literally these customers are literally coming to us. Um, so there's not a, a local provider um doing exactly what we do so they're finding us online they're coming to us online um and what's interesting about it Gary, is you, you say the south african builders coming up to ireland that would be our experience like we could be sitting on calls here at you know 11 o'clock in the morning with a company in mullingar you know we could be on the same call at one, one o'clock with a company in london then that evening we're on a call in sydney and whatever the case may be wherever it's johannesburg it's the same problems it's the exact same problems and that's what's really great about our company is that we can talk to companies who have the same problems in anywhere and we can, we have a potential solution to, to, to help them solve that. So it is, um, I suppose, a uniform problem. And once our technology isn't complicated or isn't, you know, uh, region focused or anything like that, then, we, you know, we can pr- produce a global platform here. Kieran, if, you know, because you look at the same problems, um, in a lot of jurisdictions, you know you have a solution that works that your customers like, and now you're sitting on investment. What's next for LifeCast? I think we just have to focus about what we've done well so far, and what we've done well so far is we've obsessed about the customer, right? Because we are that customer. So without getting ahead of ourselves, and look, it's it's great to have customers coming in from Australia. As I said, that's happened organically. We haven't put any focus on that. Our focus is literally on the Irish market and then the UK market, which gives us that 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 leverage and that growth. And it's really about focusing on the customer. We're all about the SME customer. We get, you know, temptations to go up to the top tiers and 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 produce technology because we know the problems exist up there, but we don't want to. We got a key focus on SME, you know, as I say, your builder, your your developer, your modular company, whoever they might be, they have an issue, they have a need, and we have a real good understanding of that business type and that business model. So for us, the next phase is focus, but obviously focus on growth and, and getting that growth um, a bit quicker than what we could have without the investment. Excellent. And um, thank you so much for being so generous with your time. Final question for today, for any of the construction industry listening in today, how will they know if they need to reach out to you and the LiveCast team? Oh, easy one, Carol. If if you're spending time collecting information and putting that information into spreadsheets and you've got any concerns that those spreadsheets are, are any way incorrect or that your team are spending too much time collecting the information, yeah, you could probably come and have a chat with us and we could uh, give you a look at some, some alternative options to that. 
Super, that's great. Thank you so much. That was Kieran Brennan, CEO and co-founder of Live Costs and of course, host of the Time and Materials podcast, which you'll find on the iProperty Radio platform. And my thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and the production team at Hear Me Roar Media on sound. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out all the other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, just a special word of thanks to our sponsor, Place Engage, um, for using immersive technologies for a data-driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. And thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground and iCrafty Radio.